welcome to a brand new episode of Markers on the Map. Each week it's games, news, and more from the classics to the current gen as we explore gaming's infinite ever-changing landscape. Check out the gaming adventure on Twitter at Markers on the Map, and thanks for listening. So, this is kind of a weird one, Daniel. I usually never start off today's, uh, any episode, really. I, I don't really start the podcast very often. But, a couple here and there. Yeah, I, I just, there's a, there's a burning question I, I just had since, when, when did you tell me about the Ninja Turtles announcement? And that would probably be a news song, but that, that, that's important to the story. When was this? This was what, Tuesday? No, not Tuesday. This was which, Friday? Which Ninja Turtles announcement? Because we've got like four. Folk. Last Ronin. Oh, okay. That was that was the day before we recorded this. Episode. So it's Friday. Was Friday. So it's been this question has been brewing in my head since Friday. It has nothing to do with Ninja Turtles, but it has to do with the people who announced Ninja Turtles THQ Nordic. Sure. Because THQ Nordic is doing the Destroying Humans remake of one and two. Maybe Path of Furion. Hopefully they can create a fourth game or something. But so far they've made one and two remakes. Am I right? Yeah. And this is Black Forest Studios. I believe that they're mm-hmm. the ones that are working on uh, the last Ronin game. So, the question that I have, because this involves remakes, do sure. you think companies should just remake more games that are considered classics that are stuck on older consoles or not as easily accessible to modern consoles as you know we we've noticed with a lot of classic games? Because it's sort of this idea of why. <laughs> play or want something quote-unquote new and push companies to sort of keep like kind of like having everything just kind of like just rushed out when there's a lot of good stuff that hasn't been re-released like let like let alone re-released but like maybe if it got a proper remake with the modern controls it could be brought to a whole new audience of people and old fans to re-enjoy the game it's hilarious to me how we never tell each other how we're going to start the podcast, yet this Don't. is exactly what I was going to start the No, podcast. stop. <laughs> you better stop. <laughs> you know, you better I was, stop. I was going to say Capcom Presents Marvel Comics. Oh, wait. Wrong, wrong, wrong. Rockstar Presents. <laughs> oh, yes. That that's That is a good topic. But my point is... But- that that is what you were going for, right? <laughs> my no, my point is, well, re-release is like bare minimum because I think a re-release, besides like maybe PS3 hardware, is pretty pretty simple. If I were, if I could, you know, really put like everything pretty much can be emulated. I don't think there's a single thing besides like, like besides PS3. I think pretty much everything has some type of emulation to run most things. So I don't think it's that difficult for companies to, you know, have that technology to re-release. Let like I said, bare minimum is re-release. But how do you feel? Do you? My question is, do you feel that remakes are sort of like a cheap cop out? Like ah, of course they're gonna just remake their their best game. Or do you think like no, that's a good thing because then that gives people more opportunity to play these quote unquote classic games that, like I said, it may not be easy to get or are just stuck on old hardware that must, most people don't even have anymore. Well, I feel like both of us are fairly like-minded on this topic and that remakes can be really good if done right. Um, you know, touch-ups here and there, um, for older games, frame rate boosts, um, even a remaster that was as simple as DMC Devil May Cry for the PS3 was redone on PS4, they added 60 frames, they added a turbo mode, enhancements, um, similarly Mm -hmm. with Devil May Cry 5, they've got a 120 FPS, uh, mode on the PS5, they added a turbo mode on that, um, a re-release, um, a remaster, if you will, of, like, older things can work really well. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm always on the side of like if you're going to bring something old to a new console it should be touched up and given modern accessibility features uh, modern frame rate improvements obviously there's games that like Shin Megami Tensei 3 for example yeah. um, it's a game that doesn't really need to run at 60 it would have been nice but I think like 
they've determined that that would like completely break the game um so i guess there's like certain circumstances where you know something like the frame rate couldn't be improved but it seemed to me like the shin megami tensei 3 remaster which we've talked about on here long long ago um Mm -hmm. had like noticeable improvements over the the ps2 original um so like just circling back to the the topic here i do think that bringing older beloved games to new generations are is a good idea i wish nintendo would actually do this more because Mm -hmm. we usually see it from uh sony and then we sometimes see it from microsoft with like the halo collection although that was like a mess at first um but they've not done like gears or anything so we we see that Mm -hmm. a lot more from sony and then from the third parties like thq nordic yeah uh, so yeah that's kind of like my point because i think the only re-release that i mean to to pick to kind of pick on what you were talking about earlier is the gta trilogy was not received very well that was a very poorly like handled but it uh, still had improvements it had to improvements. frame rate and yeah. you know stuff like that say say what you will like I, I i don't have a personal attachment to the old ones i played them as the remasters but like there are some like qol stuff in there however it's not as totally modernized as you would have hoped yeah my my problem with that one that's like one of the few besides maybe the silent hill hd collection like they'll i know oh. that had pretty issue but like yeah, that's yeah, yeah. one of the f- comic sans <laughs> that's one of the few like times where the remake is just like no the original is much better and i just yeah. think because it was handled very poorly and it's going to the whole like red dead redemption one being quote-unquote re-released but it's you know, you stuck at its original seven, probably twenty p, uh, thirty frames. Not adding anything to it is just kind of re-releasing it. Which, yeah, granted, it, it, you know, for PlayStation users, it's it stuck on the PS3, so it might look cool. But when you really break it down, you could just Xbox has it for like I think it, it emulates it to like four K, and I believe sixty frames. I know it's up to four K scale. So it, mm-hmm. it's pretty much shown that it can, even if it has to be re-released, it will scale it to 4K when you put in your physical 360 copy in the Xbox. So I don't know about, you know, Rockstar Games sort of role right now when it comes to re-releasing, you know, it's classic games. I know we're going to get to Red Dead here in a second because I feel like this is all kind of leading up to that. But mm-hmm. let's look at Black Forest Games um, they've done the, the, the Destroy All Humans 1 and 2 reboots that's pro- or remasters, remakes. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what I think they're m- mostly famous for. Mm-hmm. Um, they've done some other things. Um, they're getting this last Ronin game that is like a pretty big deal. Now, it, mm-hmm. it, it's, it, I think it's a chance for a developer to prove themselves, but it might also be a hard task for like a group of people that have done just you know remasters to work on you know, an elaborate undertaking as a brand new game. Um, as we know, like Aspires seems like it's been noted on news sites that Aspire themselves, um, who used to do the ports of Star Wars games, you know, they were going to do Knights of the Old Republic, but we've not heard anything from that in, in a long time, aside from the fact that it's probably not going as well as planned. Mm -hmm. Um, so I guess, Maybe if THQ Nordic is going to give Black Forest Games some extra support or expand the team size. Because to me, The Last Ronin, since it's coming from THQ Nordic, I don't know if it's going to be like the tripliest of AAA games. Mm-hmm. But it, I expect it to probably be at least on the high end of what we would call double A. Yeah. Um, but that's just that's, that's just a, a different way of looking at like because we know there are people who do ports like switch ports i think panic button did the witcher 3 um they might have been the ones to do borderlands for switch but i'm not entirely sure i think it was them though and i know for sure that they did doom which was a really good port um and then there's the 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 idea of people who are doing remasters making full games and then there's this red dead redemption idea of just releasing the ps3 version as mm. is <laughs> yeah so i guess end of this pretty long uh intro topic is you know good remix mafia remake uh resident evil 4 resident evil 2 uh and now i would say a pretty big remake 
Metro Prime was obviously re-released, so that was a pretty, but a big one oh, for I me. Mean, and you could call that they call yeah. it remastered, but no, I'd yeah, say yeah. that's a remake. That everything, the the yeah. com- the complete way it looks is is touched up. <laughs> so it's like a big one coming up for me is obviously Snake Eater. So sure. hopefully, it seems like everyone is doing pretty well when it comes to remake. Maybe besides, well, Rockstar has not had the best record. They, I don't know, they really need to, I guess, pay attention. I mean, this one that. is weird. Yeah, because it's been rumored for so long. Things have updated on sites. Rockstar's site has updated, and we're like, "Oh, this is it. This is it." But it's a re-release for PS4 and Switch that's not coming to PS5. It's not even coming to Xbox because it's essentially the same yeah, you know, like version. They... You can just pop in your 360 copy of Game of the Year Edition, except they still have the multiplayer. Yeah, that's what I'm... It, it, it's a weird thing, but. Closing this very long uh, intro sequence, uh, what are we doing today, Daniel? We're doing Markers on the Map, the weekly podcast gaming adventure, where we actually touched on some of our news earlier <laughs> this week, because those were like two news stories all wrapped up in that nice discussion. Question, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, before, we, before we do intro, are, are you going to get a version of Red Dead for PS4 or Switch? uh no i have a ps3 i have two ps3s and i don't think i need to pay a a copy for red dead redemption when i still have my ps3 and it's not difficult for me to hook it up it's pretty simple just have to plug in the power outlet and charge my controller and i pretty much can play red dead redemption one whenever i feel like it and so unless it's a complete remake because we've seen that it's not (laughs) That because we've seen in two that it has the entire first map in it besides Mexico, which I would not, it would it wouldn't even cross my mind to even believe that's such a difficult thing to program the, the entire map of Mexico because it's such a small portion of the first game. So not it's from just, indie developer Rockstar. Oh, uh, uh, may, maybe it's a difficult challenge for them. But either way, that's what I mean. It's like, eh, it's sort of like, nah, I'm I'm definitely gonna pass on that. Like how I pass on the GTA trilogy because of just how poor it looked and it just didn't look appealing to me and like yeah it had some like at least the gta trilogy had some life you know enhancements of like modern day gaming but for better or worse it does have qol stuff in it especially the frame rate yeah definitely it's just like i'm definitely just gonna pass on this what about you i know you you don't get your to use your ps3 that often um so I have physical copies of Red Dead and Undead Nightmare, um, with the the zombie John Larson on the case, and I yeah I think those are really cool to have. I'd say maybe in the future I grab the physical copy for Switch because I think that's a bit of a novelty. However, mm-hmm. I am not going to play uh, do do you know a day one fifty dollar version whenever the physical drops like October I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's way overpriced for something that should probably be $20. And look, Quake 2 got remastered this week and there's so there's an expansion, a brand new expansion, all of Quake 264, all kinds of QOL stuff, improvements and all kinds of little tiny things and huge things to go along with it. And Bethesda released Quake 2 uh for 10 bucks. Mm-hmm. And then I've never played Quake, so I, I bought the, the, the first one remastered for, like, three twenty four. There's more content on that than, like, most shooter games nowadays. There's, like, mm-hmm. a horde mode I've been playing. I don't know. Like, something about that. Like, Red Dead should be remastered and not even close to full price. But, yeah. Just use Quake as the counterexample. That's a great remaster. That's a great redo of, of, a, of a classic old game that everybody loves. But it's escaping us. My name is Daniel, and I'm here with my good friend and co-host Robert, to whom the question always remains thus. How you doing? Uh, tired. Uh, I'm just, uh, very tired. That's, uh, just, just tired. Uh, it's just not even, like, mentally tired, I'm physically tired. I've just been, I've been working, so, just, uh, just tired, but I'm, I'm hanging in, it's fine. Uh, how about you? How have you been this week? Uh, I've been tired, too. I've been playing Horizon surprisingly so I'll, I'll talk about that today but yeah I, i've been tired Ugh, i wasn't feeling so good but you know i'm doing i'm doing a little better now uh always nice to come in and talk about some games for you know 50 or so minutes um so i guess we'll get right into it because today we've had some news on the list for like weeks and <laughs> i want to make sure we get through some of it today okay um 
because this is the last day that I think some of these news stories should probably be on our list because some of them have just been on here perpetually. You just don't have time to get to them once we're talking about games. Anyway, we've kind of both been in this mode of kind of going and revisiting games that we've talked about on the podcast um, before. So like we did Yakuza Like a Dragon and God of War Ragnarok, which we're going through your opinions of. And uh, you have not played Horizon Forbidden West, but this week I decided to go back to it for the reason of I just wanted to walk around in areas with pretty graphics. That was literally the reason that I re-downloaded Horizon this week. <laughs> anyway, so I, I booted up or I downloaded Horizon because I uninstalled it God knows how many times. So I, I re-downloaded it and... Uh, my accessibility settings were still there. So Horizon has always been the, the game. Like, I never finished the first one, and I didn't really like Forbidden West all that much um, because of, like, things in the gameplay and the story kind of, like, dragged towards the end. Um, but I was tinkering around with the accessibility settings, and I don't know if this was in here or patched in, but I noticed that you could get rid of the animations of Aloy, like, picking flowers or, you know... Get gathering branches so I just turned that on immediately and just started going and like you know getting rid of markers on the map um, making mm -hmm. sure I was clearing whatever missions or bases were around me and then I was looking at the trophy list and I'm like I'm like 25 trophies away from the platinum because there's like 59 trophies in this oh, game man. I'm like you know what let me go for the platinum in Horizon <sighs> Forbidden West who, who, who would look at a trophy list and say yeah I'm 25 trophies away I'll go for the platinum that is like how some games only have 25 trophies like that's a starter <laughs> oh okay uh, I guess 25 is not that much trophies to collect well I was looking at it, like, sometimes I look at trophy guides to see how easy a, a, you know, a platinum is to see if it's, like, worth my time. Um, so, a lot of open worlds will have you get 100% of the mm -hmm. game to do the platinum trophy. Like, Spider-Man is like this. Um, I believe Prototype 2 was like this back when I played that. Um, Ghost of Tsushima is like this. Um, but in Horizon, I feel like 65% is more of a, like, a better estimate for how much you need to actually complete to get the platinum. So I was like, okay, you know what? There's only a few side quests that I actually need to do. So I went and did those, and usually those involved your usual, like, climbing. And, like, I skipped all the mm -hmm. dialogue this time around because, like, I really don't care at this point. The story was fine. Um, the characters are pretty cool. Katalo uh, especially is cool. Um, he's, like, this Tanakh, uh, like, soldier that Aloy meets and, like... I don't want to spoil anything about this character. Um, yeah, yeah. So I was about to, but I'm like, you know, there's still people who are going to be like excited to play for Ben West. Um, but then there's some characters like Alva that I'm not like super into. Um, so I did those. I did the cauldrons and what cauldrons are, are there like their mechanical bases where the machines are created. And most of the time, those are a really long, like puzzle dungeon so the two remaining ones that i had because i i think I, I forget one that i did before and one was like a platforming gauntlet so this time it was like a carry a battery around and like mm -hmm. to like maze like thing and then the other one was like a water-based um like gauntlet where you're like having to you know change the level of the water and like swim down in it and everything the swimming in horizon forbidden west is is pretty cool mm -hmm. um but these were just like roadblocks to my platinum um so then there was like oh override 10 machines that's pretty easy you go behind a machine in stealth you hold down triangle and then you can either have it fight for you defend you or in some cases you can ride um the machines i did not know that you could ride on more than just the initial one you ride on or the bird but you can also ride on what's called a claw strider which is like a giant like raptor thing and then you can ride on one that's kind of like i don't know how to describe it it's almost like a like a tiger almost uh -huh. um, i forget what it's called because there's so many machines there's like where there's like 40 of them in the base game um so that was cool just doing the overrides like oh here's this crab machine that i can like use as a shield if other ones are attacking me um but the w with the way i have my accessibility settings set up it's like i am able to to down machines in a couple of hits and not have to worry about breaking certain parts to get that part mm -hmm. um it'll just give me all the parts because i don't feel like going around and grinding 
or like potentially running out of ammo. I, I really am playing this at like the easiest you can make it. Um, so that, that mostly leaves like the pretty graphics, um, the probably the best graphics I've ever seen, unless we're talking about like the boss battles in Final Fantasy 16. I think those outdo this just a little bit. Um, there are certain, you know, bandit camps I had to clear your basic open world stuff. I had to do like two races. I had to do the in-game board game like two times. And I was like worried about that one. It was actually the trophy I saved for last um, but it ended up being really easy because I looked up, oh, what are the best pieces I can buy in this game to, like, break the in-game board game? And I basically won <laughs> super quick. <laughs> um, other than that, though, it was, like, just refreshing, I guess. Sometimes, and this this usually happens with Spider-Man, sometimes you just feel like going into an open-world game and just walking around. I don't know if you get like that with, with certain games. Like, think of, think of a... Simpsons Road Rage. You just like going yeah, in that yeah. and driving around. I guess what appeals me about, I guess, Simpsons Road Rage is driving around is that, I guess, I, growing up, I was really, like, I liked The Simpsons, so it was just very something I just, like, like to do. I, I, you know what? Actually, the driving was pretty good, actually. I, I guess, could you say that the driving is just really... Because I, I will say that Simpsons Road Rage, it, for how how old it is... It has actually some pretty tight controls and some really good like driving mechanics where it doesn't feel yeah. When I very tried sluggish. it, I was very yeah. like impressed. It, so would you say I it's think like it's that? sixty? Yeah, it's, that, it's that's what I liked about it. Cause that's what I mean. Like that's kind of why I really liked it because just like it had very nice controls to control the characters driving. It wasn't very sloppy or or too heavy or stuff like that. It was just nice and sharp and sort of arcade like you know like crazy tech and stuff like that. That's why I really enjoyed it for it. Yeah, that's kind of like similar to why I like just swinging around aimlessly on, mm-hmm. on Spider-Man. But um, what helped with Horizon was really that feature where you could turn off the animations when you're like scavenging for items. Because I'm just like, I don't need any items. I have all that I need, but I'm like, I just need to go press triangle next to these branches because I want to. Like, I'm compelled to collect these branches. They'll be sent to my stash, but I know I'll have them. Um mm-hmm. But I, I started making use of the fast travel and all that. And this is all kind of like basic trophy cleanup type stuff, which we've never really talked about. Just like the 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 almost monotonous or dull thing that is trophy cleanup. When you're like just clearing out the last camp you need to clear here. Or just doing this one last fetch quest you need to do here. Um, but I got my platinum. And it only took like maybe nine hours from when i you know picked it back up um it's a really quick platinum it didn't take you Uh, days quick no it didn't take me days it may it might have taken me two days um not three but it's like no i don't think it took me three i I, I didn't i didn't consider doing the trophy cleanup until like the second day that's a dead rise. That's because the only plan I've ever done is like, well, I'm proud of is dead rising. It's a the game is a three day thing. So I was like, oh, it didn't take you three days to play. Oh, it took me three oh, days. Oh yeah, <laughs> no. I think my proudest platinum is still Final Fantasy 13, the original one, because like the last half of that was like pure grinding. Um, mm-hmm. But my Horizon journey did not end with that platinum. No. Uh... Something something compelled me to continue playing the game with a ps5 exclusive dlc for uh horizon called burning shores and that's where the the new little bit of content comes in um this dlc was released earlier this year and it has aloy in los angeles so there's like the Mm -hmm. hollywood sign and like broken down skyscrapers and all that in your typical horizon fashion there's just like destroyed humanity from a thousand years prior um, this DLC, uh, introduces a new character, Seika, and she kind of teams up with Aloy for the whole thing, so it's kind of a story about those two, and, like, them working together to, like, save Seika's people who are, you know, not to get into spoiler territory, um, quite similar to characters you meet in Forbidden West's, like, main campaign. Mm-hmm. Um, but this DLC takes place in a, like, a separate map. So I've noticed that, at least to me, it seemed like the graphic fidelity was a lot higher while still retaining 60 frames. I know they've got, like, some cloud tech 
in the Burning Shores DLC that is not present in the main game. So you have like very realistically done moving clouds, um, almost reminding me of the clouds that they did in Gran Turismo 7. And then you have a few new machines. I actually don't know if I've encountered one yet, but they have a machine that's kind of like they hatch out of eggs and they're like little fly things. And then there is a, a giant toad machine that will mm-hmm. like use its tongue to steal items from you. It's like very impressive to like shoot those things and then they'll like their whole body will turn green from the poison like the snake enemies do um, in the main game. Like the snake, the giant snake is like the first big machine that Aloy fights in, in Forbidden West. So it's a fairly short DLC. I was actually surprised that it was so short. I haven't like quite tackled any of the side stuff. I just wanted to mainline the story. I will say that the villain is very mustache twirly, comically evil, um, voiced by Sam Witwer, who is Starkiller in The Force uh, Unleashed, okay. and Darth Maul in uh, Clone Wars. He's also the main character of Days Gone, which is a zombie game. Um, that Ben Studio did for PS4 that I think both of us have tried and didn't get along well no, with. No, we didn't. I didn't. Um, but yeah, Sam Witwer can do a like just a, an amazing mustache twirling supervillain. Like this, this is a guy that just does not care about anybody but himself, and like he can do the the really like snobby voice and all that. So like there, there's some good characterization. Like I did not skip the cutscenes in the dlc because like i i don't skip any of the main plot stuff it's usually just like fast forwarding through side quest dialogue because horizon can at times get very wordy so like sometimes they'll give you like uh dialogue selections and then they'll put a little marker on the one that just advances it i'm like please just advance it and let me continue walking around this beautiful game um but the dlc ends with it's like a total spectacle. It's like Final Fantasy 16 level. I know this came out a couple months beforehand, but like I, I put it on the same level with the amount, with this huge thing that you're fighting and the amount of moving parts on the screen at once. For it, for this game to, to not have a single dip in my whole time playing it from 60 frames, I was like completely impressed. Um, there's there's still another cauldron for me to do. There's So there's machines I can override. I think I still need to find a machine oh, i was gonna tell you there is a whole area of the um burning shores dlc that is basically jurassic park and you've got little really? exhibits yeah uh, okay. it's like i think it's called like uh pangea park or something like yeah pangea park it's kind of where the main villains like base of operations is um it's got little like holograms of like oh this this soldier is fighting against this dinosaur and it's even got the 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 talking dinosaur for kids and then you find this little log that says oh uh reggie's journey even after the world ended reggie's journey still feels like a huge mistake or something like that um so like horizon's really good at doing lore building um and world crafting all that stuff like that um whether or not the execution of the main game comes off as like great or anything um we still have this DLC, which is exclusive to the PS5 version. That kind of it, it's it's more or less a sequel. Like important things happen here that I would say because I've always heard that the Frozen Wilds DLC in the First Horizon was more of a side quest. This is a full on like there are things happening around like book ending this DLC that are also like pretty big. Um, and involved in like the plot of a potential third game um so overall like it's a brisk experience kind of wish it wasn't 20 dollars, but i guess i understand why it is mm. um it is first party it is like triple a dlc my my recommendation for anybody interested in horizon burning choice would be to wait for a sale because there's so much to do in the main game even after you get the platinum, there's still tons of things I can go do that unless you're just interested in the story immediately, it's probably worth the wait. If I had known it was as short as it was, I would have probably waited too for a sale. Um, but it, it does have like many good sequences. There's a few annoying things. There's parts where you have to like, 
where, where your characters can't quite climb a wall so you have to go find a ballista to shoot a hook into a wall and you have to climb those are kind of obnoxious those really slowed down a few parts and of course anytime you're packed into a tight corridor in horizon is not a fun time like horizon has a ton of puzzles but it's never really about the puzzles for me it's it's about like being in an open field fighting against this robot elephant that like i can trip with like a shock wire and then unload a bunch of arrows at to break its tusk off monster hunter style so that i can upgrade my gauntlet or my bow and arrow or whatever other weapons there are because i only ever use the bow and arrow (laughs) um but yeah it, it was a good time I, I would say that I, I'm not going to assign it a rating because we, <laughs> we know my we we know my thoughts on Forbidden West in general. Um, they're not super high, but for some reason I was compelled to play a game with big graphics this week and big graphics game I played. <laughs> That's all we'll do for for Horizon. Um, yeah. I was going to talk about World War Z this week, but we will save that one for for next time because mm-hmm. we have news. But before we can get to news. We've got Pokemon Drip. And this, thankfully, is the earliest we've gotten to Pokemon Drip in weeks. <laughs> we are looking at the flying-type gym leader of Unova in Pokemon Black and White. This is Skyla. She has kind of like a dark and light blue, like multiple shades of blue, like flying suit, um, some shorts, the mm-hmm. boots, they're cool, the little flower in her hair. I really like this, and I do like the contrast between the red hair and the blue suits. It's one of the most, like aesthetically pleasing combinations Mm -hmm. of colors like ever i think the colors are kind of whatever for me personally i i kind of don't really they don't really like the colors are nice but i don't know they just really don't do much for me but Mm. i like the boots and i like the outfit i like the like it's is it the kind of will the color bring down the drip level yes but i don't think so much because the overall outfit the boots, everything about the outfit. Maybe the hair is kind of... I'm kind of back and forth on it. I'm like, do I like it? Do I not like it? Uh, maybe... In, it reminds me a lot of, like, Frankie Foster, maybe, from Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends. Okay, I can see that. Alright, I, I can see that. I'm, like, on and off. Like, do I like it? Do I not like it? I might have to, you know, think on that and give it... But the overall... I feel like there's like, Kingdom Hearts-level belts going on here. <laughs> well... I like spawns, so I like me some random belts out of nowhere. Yes, yes, some random belts. Po- <laughs> random pouches out of nowhere, so pouches and, and belts are, are fine with me. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I, I dig this outfit. I think it's better than the, what we saw uh, last week. I'm definitely with clay? This, <laughs> this is such a big upgrade. I would... Mm, like I said, the colors are kind of bringing back, but then again, if I'm like, well, if it was different colors, would it enhance it or decrease it? I don't know. Because, you know, maybe it's playing it safe with the colors. Because what can go with this besides maybe some other colors. But with the red hair and the outfit, I think you're right. The colors do kind of, you know, I don't know. They just they just work together. So I, I might give this, like, overall with the outfit, I, I'll give it a 4. Yeah, I was going to say 4.5 Badoofs out of 5 for myself personally. But now you got me thinking, what if there was a shiny Skyla and she was wearing, like, a combination of green or a combination of orange. I, I, now I want to see how that, that looks. Maybe at some point I'll draw this <laughs> with different mm. colors. Like, what would a shiny trainer look like? Like, now I'm, like, trainer. thinking about other, other like, characters we've done. And I'm like, what if we gave them alternate color schemes? Like a figure re-release, a variant figure, something like that. Entertainment Earth exclusive. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, Skyla. Oh, my um, Entertainment <laughs> exclusive. I just, it just hit me what you said. <laughs> Oh, it just yeah. uh Oh man. Uh that should be coming in this some sometime this month. Oh that, yeah, you you got one of oh, I was thinking like sometimes Transformers will use the same mold but mm-hmm. repaint it. Repaint. That's the word I was looking for. A repaint figure. Dude. Um where it, they- <laughs> Spawn Mortal Kombat has so many repaints of that. There's the regular flesh with the red colors. There's like the blue one, there's the gold, there's the gold one. And I think there's like an orange one. There, I I know what you mean by the color variants, but I guess it it goes with the game because there are so many color variants of that. But it's, it's like also... uh, shrimp. You can you can boil it, broil it, all that good stuff. The figures <laughs> you can paint it orange, paint it blue, paint it green. 
uh, exclusive uh, sketch version. Not exclusive. Tor exclusive. Toy. <laughs> Store exclusive. Online exclusive. Wells Fargo exclusive. exclusive. <laughs> a bank exclusive. Oh. Uh, yeah. But now you've opened this floodgate here. I need to see these Pokemon characters have different color coordination now. Something I might draw in the future. Okay. <laughs> All right. Anyway, we have some news. We do. Um, we got some. Actually, I uh, took a look at one that you wrote kind of afterwards, and that's pretty. Yes, I forgot news. to add that in. That is. Yeah. That's big. I was gonna actually start with that. Um. So, we know earlier this year, um, Lance Reddick unfortunately passed away, and he, he was the voice of Zavala. Mm-hmm. Um. And I believe that Bungie is keeping any lines he's recorded in the game. So when you go up to Zavala in the tower. It will probably still be Lance Reddick's voice. However, for story content from Final Shape and onward, Keith David. Okay, so I've recently finished watching a show, and Lance Reddick was in it. Uh, and it, obviously, it hit me because I'm like, oh, it, it was like '90 show, so it was a young like Lance Reddick. So I was just like, oh man, like uh, he was in he was in a show, and I was just like, oh, that's such a that's like you know, young like Lance Reddick and. I saw that news, and the reason why it's sort of kind of, I'm I'm very I don't know to say conflicted upon it, but it's it's very like I have a weird feeling towards it because Keith Davis I love Keith Davis, Keith Davis was in uh, was in a was in a, a old uh, John Carpenter film that I really like. Uh, he's a uh, Spawn. He voices Spawn in the TV show, and he's Spawn in Mortal Kombat 11. So he's pretty much like the quintessential Spawn voice. Like when you think of Spawn, that's the voice you hear. He's also Barricade in Transformers for the DS, which I recently found again. He's was the Arbiter in Halo 3. I forget who. Yeah, he's a lot of people, and a lot. Of, so it's not. This is not something like Keith Davis won't do the role. I think he will absolutely do honor with that role but it's just kind of like lance rick just his voice in that and as as the father was just like it was just something different but it's good that they're keeping the standard regular lines already that were already pre-done they're gonna release some and obviously have the ones that are already in the game just keep them there it's just we'll see what maybe keith davis does his keith davis does have a distinct voice if you hear him in like uh, examples like princess and the frog he plays the the shadow man very recognizable you can tell all that's reddick like Spawn and and Princess and the Frog, Shadow Man, are literally one and the same. Like, oh, that's like Keith. David. Like, you cannot tell that's one and the same. Like, they sound exactly like ex- exactly like that. So, I want to know if Keith Davis will bring in, you know, his voice or try to bring pre, you know, be as close to Lance Reddick. What we'll, we'll see, because I don't know. That's I'm like, should it be like Lance Reddick or should he put as honor as like to continue the character but put his spin on it? I won't know how I feel about it later, but I think it's you know pretty cool that they got another legendary voice actor to to take up the mantle but it is a very sad loss because of lance reddick and it really is like yeah. i'm my feelings on it are like here and there about it so as we know lance reddick was a big destiny fan and he played himself um so he he was on destiny so this was definitely a tough situation and it was always in question of mm-hmm. like, would Agreed. lance reddick be replaced you know because like, writing off the character would be tough, too. But I think they made, from, you know, this being a really tough situation, I think they made a very respectful choice. Um, and I'm really excited to hear Keith David in the final shape because, as we know, I usually go in for the big story expansions, and I'm sure we'll get a, a maybe a preview whenever that Destiny event is supposed to drop. I don't know if it's this month or next month. Um, but it is soon, so maybe we'll we'll hear more, literally from about the game, but like literally from Keith David um, as we head into the final shape, which I'm sure will launch probably next February or March with the way Destiny's been going. Um, but yeah, Destiny, uh, it's a it's a situation for sure. It's a it's a it's a hard to, it's hard to recast anything that is like iconic as Zavala has mm-hmm. been. Um, like synonymous with Lance Reddick ever since Destiny came out in 2014. So we're almost like we're over actually as of this month uh, or next month. I think we're nine years into Destiny. So that's like a, yeah, it's heartbreaking. Um, So yeah, that I think was probably the biggest news to come out Mm -hmm. uh, of the past couple weeks. Other news we have turtle mania Mm -hmm. last Ronin got announced. Sure. But 
Turtle skins also came to Street Fighter VI as Avatar skins. And mm-hmm. Fall Guys teased the collaboration, too. They haven't announced anything yet, but they did post a picture of a Fall Guy coming out of the sewer and grabbing a pizza. So I'm like, okay, it's coming. Which begs the question, why aren't the Turtles in Fortnite yet? But let's back up to here for a second. Street Fighter. Mm-hmm. These Turtles costumes for your Avatar in Street Fighter are $15. That's um... <laughs> too much. That is... Oh, $15 each. That's what I'm saying. I have to it's... make that clear. <laughs> Is it $60 it's $50. for Here, the Turtles? Here's the thing. Maybe it's a uh, Konami wants their cut, and obviously whoever owns the rights to the Ninja Turtles want their, you know, cut. Whoever, you know, it, it's one of those things where this is where it, it, it's such a difficult thing to, like, I don't know. Because Ninja Turtles were all in Injustice 2. How, were they a single pack, or did you have to buy them individually? They were a single fighter that you got in, like, the... Injustice DLC three, I think, yeah, the the fighter pack, whatever you want to um, call I, it. I would assume that of one single fighter pack is what ten dollars at most, right? Yeah, so, they weren't very expensive. I think they yeah. might have been a couple of dollars more, but don't quote me on that because I mm-hmm. bought all the DLC uh, with the ultimate edition. But like, exactly. you did get well, four characters with unique animations and all that for yeah, that. My low price. my point is is your that game you got the actual physical turtles like they're, they're the you can play as leonardo Raphael, like you mikey and and donatello like you can play them but 15 dollars each for a skin for your character i don't know yes these if... aren't skins for your fighters these are skins for your avatar which begs the question why are they so much like stuff inside the battle hub shop is really expensive. They recently like like uh, put up for sale uh, pirate costumes and like beachwear, and they're like they're more than the turtles. Uh, I think for like I, the pirate, the full pirate costume. I will say this is a classic case. It's a classic case of them trying to put FOMO on a lot of players. The idea of you could buy your favorite turtle skin, but they will may never come back, so you need to get all of them. You really like this pirate skin? It'll never come back. That's just not even the Capcom thing. That's not a Street Fighter 6 thing. That's just a lot of things with battle passes. That's or, a live or service over events. It's, rule yeah, it's like, in general. <laughs> it, it's just preying upon people being like, especially, I will not to put you down, but the idea of, I know if you buy one turtle skin, you're going to want all turtle skins, just like how oh, I, I bought... I, but I wouldn't pay, like, 15 yeah, for an Avatar skin? that's why you're like, I don't even no. think I'd pay 15 for a costume. <laughs> Cause, because the idea is, no matter how much people say, like, oh, you're being hard-headed, just buy one skin, don't buy the rest, but it's like, you don't understand how it feels to buy, like, you know, I bought two figures, and I'm like, well, if I buy these figures, if they release the other two, yeah. I have to get them, because it goes with the set. That's what I mean, like, it goes for people who really don't, not so they don't have any self-control, but the idea is it just doesn't look complete when you only have one of something or two of something. You need the full set to really complete that, you know, set. So it, yes. that's and the way Turtles, I see it. And with Turtles, it just feels engineered in this situation to be like, you got to have all four. It's the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah. you got to have all four. You, you cannot have, unless you're doing Last Ronin, you cannot have just one turtle. You have to have all four. So... That's what I mean. It's just, and even with the last Ronin, they don't. The character does because I'm not gonna say who it is. They don't even wear the color they represent because that's the idea of it. Like you don't know which one it is. Yeah. Obviously, spoilers. Not gonna say it, but we, you know, you do eventually find out. But I'm not gonna say who it is because there's obviously people yeah. who probably don't know. <laughs> They're gonna want to look that up for themselves or find out for themselves. So my point is, it's just pushing that FOMO. It's like you have to get them. So. Would I pay or buy one? Not really, because it's only for my avatar, so I'm not really interested in just yeah. avatar skins. The avatar is basically what I use to get around in the Battle Hub, mm-hmm. and that's it. So it's been floating around that maybe this is... Maybe they'll keep the actual character costumes low-priced, like the uh, Outfit 2s are only like 5 bucks. Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming that the Outfit 3s they revealed, because this is another news story, I believe it was... DJ, Jury, Guile, and Marissa, they have their costume 3s revealed. I'm assuming that these costumes that your fighters wear will probably be regularly priced. And I feel like the premium Mm. pricing is probably only going to be for the Avatar. Which is weird, but at the same time, if that's what keeps prices low for other costumes, which is what the... 
overall I, thought okay. on this seems to be, then I guess fine. If, but it yeah. would be nice to have the turtles. <laughs> if 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 you put it like that in, in that sense, I, I would gladly trade. You know how it is right now. Just like just keep yes. it that way then. Um, because my avatar it, looks cool as is, and I don't have any premium cosmetics on her. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would rarely see. It's kind of like I don't really use my avatar character to play with, and it's only just to get just to, in world tour just, for the most yeah, part, just to get to where I need to go in the in the battle hub and and all that stuff. Just like I, you know, those people who are just like I don't, they, you know, they make the most ridiculous characters. Just like oh, I don't care how they look, I just want to get to like the the meat and bones of of the actual yeah. game. Like I want to get to the really good. But I did for. walk into battle hub and saw turtles costumes like from but go they have like, from the start they launched four of them. That's saying. Yes, they can have one. The, I think. Yeah, that's, that's the question. Do they have did they all drop four? a game's worth of money mm-hmm. to buy four turtles costumes? That's I mean, like how much nuts how, to me. How much is the season pass like for the ca- fighters for the character pack? It's thirty for the characters and then like two colors, so thirty for the four characters or fifty for the four characters, all three outfits and two stages. So exactly. That's what I mean. Thirty like, or you fifty. Pay for the season pass or pay for four avatar skins i don't know it, it's yeah. it's here and there but we're, i think we're we've said our piece on this topic yeah well we'll continue with street fighter for just another quick second here um if you haven't bought your season pass and you're kind of like on the on the you know fence about it you, i'll get you on use it. those rent I'll, like those okay. rental i haven't bought it yet either but you can hmm. use those rental tickets to play rashid for an hour at a time so it's like okay I'll buy the season pass when my rental you know tickets run. <laughs> That's good because at least it lets you play a character. You're like, you know, maybe I might get this character. Yeah, I believe the characters can be purchased individually in the shop, but I think it's more of a value to just get the like the actual fighter characters that oh, you can play as. Um, but yeah. Capcom did reveal Aki at uh, Evo with her World Tour cutscene. Mm-hmm. She's kind of like almost a female version of Fong, but like much cooler than Fong. <laughs> She's like using poisons and all that. I think. Mm. I, I I got the exact same idea that came to my mind. Like, it's just the female version of Fong, but Fong, I think just... I don't think they could re-release Fong. I know there are Fong mains out there, and I don't doubt it. If Fong's your favorite character, go for it. I, I will applaud There's you for... There's Nikali yeah. mains out there, too, Yeah, like he's probably I, never Yeah, I, I will, you know support you for that decision i do not care i i don't find it offensive i mean if you all, can make fong work more power to you that's what i mean yeah i could never make him work <laughs> i think if they see it they're like maybe we can sort of rebrand the sort of same type of character but bring it to where it's liked by the mass appeal but it's still kind of catered towards those niche people who know are gonna kind of go towards that character type like fong like maybe they'll switch to this type yeah, it, it will be interesting to see how similar, if at all, the the play styles are. But like just the Maybe general not. vibe I get, I was like, here is a character that's using poison. Um, that's very much like Fong. Um, we didn't get any actual gameplay or release date, probably because Rashid just dropped. Um, but this was Capcom's uh, Evo announcement along with the the Turtles collab. So when you go into Battle Hub, it's playing the TMNT song, which I believe Luke, the voice actor for Luke, sang part of it um so that's pretty cool too if you mm-hmm. log in you get free um turtles nameplates and uh the song goes into your music player so street fighter news front here um a few little couple things before we wrap up um that i'll pluck out from our news here uh-huh. um there was a pokemon presents it was really early so i didn't catch it it was like 35 minutes but i guess it wasn't really that great mm-hmm. um i think the biggest thing to come out of it was that the dlc is coming out um mid-september so it's joining uh, other DLC that's dropping in September, like Cyberpunk's Phantom Liberty and Pirate Warriors 4, which is adding Gear 5 Luffy um, on the 22nd of September. And in the future, it's adding Uta from One Piece Film Red and Gold D. Roger, uh, who was once king of the pirates and hid the treasure in the One Piece. Um, so... Like, I was hoping that when they announced Pirate Warriors 4 was getting new DLC after, like, two years that they'd do Gear 5, and here he is in the first pack. Uh, so that's cool. I guess we can wrap up with... Final Fantasy 14 and Fall Guys are crossing over. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> um, so this is happening the, the week after this episode goes up. 
um, you'll be able to, they're going to have a fourth season pass in the season of Fall Guys, and every costume in it is going to be Final Fantasy XIV themed, so I'm sure that every emote and cosmetic and whatever else, nameplates, colors, what have you, uh, will also be Final Fantasy XIV themed, so you can like run around as a chocobo as your, as your Fall Guy, um, but Fall Guys is also crossing into Final Fantasy XIV, so at the Final Fantasy XIV fan fiesta thing that they did, um, which looked really fun, they showed the actual Final Fantasy XIV, like, human characters um, in Fall Guys levels, which I think is just the most fever dream thing I can <laughs> imagine. It's very comical, uh, whimsical, uh, so that's cool. Fall Guys is always cool. I like to see Fall Guys crossover with things a lot, um, so I'm looking forward to that Turtles collab, but... Uh, yeah, I think that'll probably do it for, for news this week. There's a few other things that I want to probably bring up next week that should be segments. Um, but for right now, Robert, would you say we've done an episode? Uh, yeah, we should, yeah, that should probably wrap up this week. Alrighty. As always, we want to thank you guys so much for listening. Please follow us on X at Markers on the Map. Because for some reason, my control news story on PS5 now refers to it as x so i'm like okay if my news stories are referring to it as x i guess we're referring to it as x it's still twitter in all our hearts um but that's at markers on the map um please listen to us on apple Podcasts, where you can subscribe you can download an episode you can leave a five star review and rating and we're also on google podcasts and spotify if you listen on those platforms um we'll be back next week probably with world war z i know i've been saying that for weeks now um depends on what i play what you play what we play um but i know there's not going to be a new game until armored core um Mm -hmm. but anyway we do like to end each episode with a world famous video game quote and this week's quote is you know ellie we really are the ultra street fighter 4 and we will see you guys next time bye later